Victims of the punt time here, it's the Golden Slipper preview. It's a very wet uh, forecast for Rose Hill and has had plenty of rain so far. But uh, Mark Sheen, have you been to Rose Hill Gardens and have you shoved the key into the turf so far? No, I haven't done a turning, Greg. Um, it's a bit a bit wide for me, but just look at the camera there in James Roos Drive. Um, they've had plenty of rain. Um, luckily, uh, the rain has abated for the moment, but uh, we might get some more tomorrow. Mark Roden, we got a really good question from Matty Baird. He said, let's say the card goes ahead and you love one in the first few races. How would you approach it from a confidence point of view? If you're really planning on having a decent crack, are you reducing your, your betting size at all with the unknown about the track? Not if you were confident it was a wet tracker. I think I think just ability to get through it and handle it is going to be more important than uh, pattern tomorrow because um, despite them saying that it's on the better side of heavy, um, even if that's the case, and I'm not sure it is, it's, it's going to be so rainy tomorrow that it's going to be very, very, very wet. So ability to handle the conditions is going to be more important even than lanes, I think. Okay. Well, we're going to start at the top and work our way through the card. So starting off with race one, the Derby Munro, the 1,200 metres, Isotope and Private Eye, basically sharing the uh, spot for favouritism from Doubtland, and then Prague in the market. So... Basically, it's $4 the field. Uh, Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Do you have any angles here in the first? Well, it's an interesting race. Both these favourites are coming off a nine-week break uh, with no trial. Um, Private Eyes won first up, but he did get it put on for him at Gosford um, first up last time, and he did sweat up quite noticeably. And on my figures, he does go a lot better second up, even though he's only been defeated once. Um so I'm just wondering if the Arrowfield is more the race that they've targeted for him. Not saying he can't win, but, um, yeah, I'd want to see him parade. Look, I've come back to Ander, Matt. I, I don't know if I've gone to the well uh, once too often, but I think just back on a wet track, um, I'm going to forgive him his last start failure. Look, there's plenty of angles here, though. You could back Prague, you could back Dadland, you could back Private Eye, you could back Isotope. It's a pretty open race, but just a bit of value Ander, Matt, for me. OK. Mark Roden, your thoughts there in the first? Yeah, I'm not sure how heavily I want to get involved here. Um, you know, Prague's coming off a really good run in the new market. He's up sharply in weight, however. That's that's the, the um, negative, but that surely is the strongest form line in the race. Um, said some terrible things about Doubtland on preview and review shows, but this is his chance for sure. Mm. I, I think wet ground is absolutely the key to him, um, even going back to his two-year-old days. And even uh, that, well, that wind down the straight was on an effective track as well, I think. So, uh, absolute. D-Day for him on the wet. And Matt might be same boat, might need the soft. And I thought, um, Valentin has been going really well. Um, it's drawn a bit awkwardly, but if it can get in somewhere, I thought it was a silly chance at 20-something uh, to one as well. But, um, I, I, you know, Private Eye and Isotope are both very nice horses, but I don't know that I want to be taking sub 440 or anything anything in this race. So, um, yeah, if anything, I might just spec Valentin Patina and maybe Doubtland. Okay. Race two, over 2,400 is the Manion Cup, the Group 3. Uh, Collide and Sacramento, again, just edging out Favourite Moon, all around that $4.20 to $5 mark. And then you've got to do that. Realm of Flowers and Quick Thinker. Uh, mark Sheehan, any, any joy here for the, for the stayers? Um, well, I'm going to give Dadoo's dart one more go. I'm in a very forgiving mood this morning. Um, <laughs> look, he was disappointing two runs ago, but uh, this quagmire stuff is uh, what he won on in Ireland, um, which I was hoping he'd get a couple of runs ago. Rose Hill and the track was more dead rather than heavy. So 
up to 2,400 metres and, you know, a heavy ground, I think, uh, plays into his uh, ballpark. So I think he's got a chance. Um, Quick Thick is probably the best wet tracker in the race, but he's been a bit disappointing this time, admittedly, with big weights. But uh, he might switch on here, getting back on his preferred surface. I think Sacramento will probably blow. He's got a, a tiring fifth in the derby and a heavy track where he finished well behind Quick Thinker. I know he's racing well, but... Um, this ground is a lot worse than he's been racing on uh, of late. Yep, very much so. Uh, Mark Roden, your thoughts in race two? Um, yeah, I think, you know, Sacramento's got to come up sometime and on a bottomless uh, bottomless track up to, up in trip, that might be the, the day he does come off. Uh, I think I'm going to have to have something on Quick Thinker just because of the track conditions he is an out-and-out wet tracker. Um yeah, the, the two imports, Collide and Favourite Moon, both will, will handle the ground and 2400 is going to be right there early as well. So I certainly don't want to be losing on them. Um, uh, there's got to be some scratching for this. I mean, surely they won't run Hush Rider on a heavy 10, you wouldn't think. But uh, <laughs> there should be, even without Hush Rider with Sacramento there and perhaps Skymax going forward, it, should be a, you know, it shouldn't be a war. Yep. And I think that might give the Europeans their chance. But uh, so... Uh, Maybe back then to chop out and back quick thinker for a bit of a result. Okay, race three, the birthday card over 1200. Written Beauty and Emanate, $3.50 a piece, depending on where you're looking. Then Volpine and I Am Elegant, every rose around that 9 to $10 mark. Uh, mark Sheehan, Written Beauty um, and Emanate. What are your angles there on those two, uh, sharing favouritism? Um, I'm going to lay Written Beauty. Um, she's been beaten in a maiden on a heavy track at a first start, admittedly, but didn't look to go that great in it. Um, sometimes you get away with a maiden on a heavy track and you're not a wet tracker, but she was beaten at a first start, so I've got a query with her. I know she's dropping significantly in class, and she was run off her legs the other day in a fast-run race, and this is a drop-in grade for her, but I just that, that, I've got a slight worry with that wet track. Um, I thought way up in the sky... Uh, would get a nice run here. Got two very good runs on the wet and didn't have a great deal of luck at uh, Canberra last start. So I've got uh, it on top and I thought I am eloquent trial really well and got two uh, good wins on the heavy as well. So she might be suited by the ground. But, um, yeah, I'm going away from the favourites in this race. Mark Roden, are you following up with way up in the sky? No, yes, I was on her at Canberra first up. She ran well, just fell short. Um I think it's a chance, but the one I want to be on is the one Mark mentioned at the end there, I am eloquent, um, two for two on heavy tens, admittedly in much weaker grade, but obviously um, she obviously handles it. And I too was taken by a trial at Cranbourne in preparation for this, um, drawn for a soft run, 53 kilos, and uh, back of the odds, she will do me. Okay, very nice, I like it. Uh, small field only for race four over the 2000, the Randvert, uh, Adib returns, very elegant, they're Again, jostling for favouritism, then you're out to Master of Wine and completely unwanted are the other two. Uh, Mark Sheen, do you have an opinion either way on these top two? Oh, well, I, I did, uh, had very elegant measure last year um, on heavy ground and also the the ideal, uh, the identical race, I should say, last year on slow ground. Um, and he probably looks to have improved going to the champion stakes if you take a line through that where he finished behind Magical and then he beat Magical this year. So... You'd say he'd improved, whether it's, you know, too heavy first up from a break, I don't think so. I think he's still got the measure of very elegant for me. Okay. Mark Roden, you're going to be uh, just letting this one go through to the keeper or are you nailing your colours to the mast? Uh, 
strong lean to a day. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, yes, too good for very elegant last year. I mean, very elegant got close-ish in the 2,000 metres, the time they clashed in this race, over 2,000 metres. But yeah, Adeo's gone to a new level. He's, his last two wins, uh, if you take the time form figures, are of, uh, his last two wins in the UK are a level, level above what he was doing out here last autumn, whereas uh, very elegant, good as she is, is, well, I think we know how good she is. Um, yeah, what is it? You can get 190. It's not usually really my price range, but I'm tempted. I think I think they're way too close together, to be honest. I'd have them much further apart. Okay. Race five, uh, the Rose Hill Guineas, the Group 1, Mwanga, slight favourite from Lions Raw and... a oh, slight favourite. It is favourite from Lions Raw and Montefilia. Uh, Lions Raw is just in front of Montefilia. Uh, Mark Sheehan, Lions Raw obviously got up uh, big figures or big odds last start. Uh, are you going to be following it? Look, I think this is a tricky race because they went so fast in that Randwick Guineas and there's no tempo here, so it's a totally different race. We saw it last year where Castle Vecchio finished well down the track in the Randwick Guineas and then blew them away in the Rose Hill Guineas. So it might be the same this year that we get a complete reversal of form. I'm going to have something on Skylab again. Got a significant jockey change. Has a 2,000-metre lead-up. Has one on heavy ground. Not going to win without me. I think Mwanga obviously hard to beat, but I couldn't possibly take the prize. Um, Wheelhouse was probably the best run in the Randwick Guineas. He was four wide on a limb most of the way. He's got wet form and, and the lack of tempo would, would actually probably suit him. He can posse up uh, in a fairly good spot. I think it's a tricky race, um, but I'm going to have something on Skylab and probably save on Wheelhouse. As I said, I think Mwanga's got a great chance, but I couldn't entertain round seven to four. Mark Roden, a couple of last start bets in this race for yourself as well. Are you following up with either of them? Um, I'd be closer to backing Skylab than Moonga, I think. I don't really want to bet at this stage. I, I agree the lack of pace makes it possibly a trap race. I, the only thing I could see leading was the 201 chance, Kobe Star, who's coming out of a maiden or something at Campbell, uh, I think. Um, yeah, uh, Moonga, you know, stiff in the Randwick Guineas. Yeah, obvious favourite, but right price. Lions Raw, um, I can see why Moonga's shorter than him, um, but he's looking for 2,000 metres as well. Um, drawn a bit awkward, I thought. But, uh, he may even have to roll forward from nine, I'm not sure, so he may not be suited either. Montefilia, that's another one, you know, that's three I've backed at their last time, in fact, in the race. Um, I thought she was disappointing. That, that was a breakneck, uh, obviously, 1,400 short of her best trip, but they really did run along on that, and she only worked home fairly. Now, 2,000 is certainly what she's looking for, but, you know, the race is that sort of thin. They've found her at $485 as well, so I don't see any screaming value. I, Skylab, uh, I have to project a bit to get to the sort of level I think Moanga can do, but I wouldn't rule, uh, rule it out that he could do it, especially with the jockey change. So... Yeah, just a bit tricky for me. No massive overs that I can find at this stage, so just monitor. Okay. First leg of the quaddy is the George Ryder over the 1500, the Group 1. Avilius and Funstar jostling for favouritism. Colding's in the market as well, and then you're out to a whole heap of horses in a pretty congested double-figure range. Uh, Mark Sheehan, Avilius obviously performed pretty well last start, but is he too short given his general racing pattern? Well, it depends on what happens through the day, I suppose, but there does look to be good speed in the race with um, Sam Adoud and and also Dreamforce if it starts. So you'd think that they'd run along. So I assume that he will get uh, a tempo to suit. Um, 
I didn't think I'd be tipping him again after I thought he was gone two years ago. But, uh, <laughs> it was a good run first up. He gets on the heavy ground. He's won twice at uh, Rose Hill on heavy ground. Um, yeah, uh, he looks hard to beat to me, but this is another tough race in my opinion. Um, I'll probably back Avilius, but you know the pattern of the day would have to go his way. Okay, Mark Roden, your thoughts in the George Ryder? Yeah, I'm going a different way, but it's a similar theme. It's one I thought I'd never be backing again, and it's um, I have to say this fun star. Um, I think she really sets up well. Her best ever run, uh, admittedly, in a stupid three-year-old race, the far up stakes it was last year. Her best ever run is this track and trip on heavy ten, so or heavy nine, I think it was. So that's a tick for her. I think she maps beautifully here. I think she can just tag those uh, two noted front runners, be either right on their hammer or a, a pair further back than that, but getting a good run anyway. And she, you know, she was good in that blanket finish in the Chipping Norton last time. Um, you know, cross the line with with Avilius, but I think she'll be uh, a few lengths closer to the lead in the run, and that uh, causes me to lean her way. Um, I don't know if this horse will is looking for a heavy ten. Um, I'm talking about number five, Gem Song, but I really like the way he attacked the line at Newcastle. His last hundred in particular was terrific. Um, so I think, he's, and he's third up now, so he should be absolutely at his peak. Heavy ten might be a bit too wet for him um, but he's a decent price so, and you don't have to have much on him at double figure odds but I, I yeah I was just so taken with his win up there that I'll, I will be backing him but Funstar will be the main bet for me in this race that is the query with him isn't it because uh, he's run on heavy ground behind Crone he looked to be off the bit a long way from home but uh, I've got to say his two runs this time in have been fantastic haven't they yes it's I, I might have just fallen in love with that run a bit too much and I'm been blinded by it, but um, the heavy tens are concerned. But as I say, at double figure odds, you don't have to have too much on it. Well, it's not a vintage rider, so no. anything could happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll have a look at the Golden Slipper next. Uh, over 1,200, race seven. Uh, it feels like we've been talking about this race for, for weeks and weeks, and we probably have, but Profiteer is entering the race's favourite at this stage from stay inside and four moves ahead. Everything else is in double figures. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Have your thoughts changed over the week? No, I'm still uh, I'm on the stay inside and four moves ahead in the futures, and I'm pretty happy the way things are panning out barrier draw for at least stay inside anyway. Uh, Profiteer, uh, probably entitled to be favourite, but I think he, he might ease. Uh, but uh, look, we've seen the last three slipper winners lead all the way, so um, we'll get a couple of races early on to give us a guide out of the shoot anyway. But I think staying side will be a lot closer in the run. I would have preferred four moves ahead maybe to have one more run. The fact that she's three weeks between runs coming off a setback, but she is a swimmer. Uh, she has won on heavy ground, and she also won a trial and absolutely bolted in on heavy ground as well. So uh, I'm very happy with both of those. Profiteer short enough for me. Not sure about Artorius. I think he'll be too far back, and he looked a bit lost uh, in that trial. He got a long way back. He did hit the line strongly, but their sectional times closing were horrendous. So um, I'm going to stay off him. So uh, I'm going eight from 13. Okay. Mark Roden, your thoughts on the slipper? Yeah. Um, interesting about the about Profiteer and the pattern. Um We've had two true rail heavy tracks at Rose Hill in recent times. One was Missile Stakes Day, where it was quite leaderish. Uh, horses like Anders and so on were uh, blitzing from the front. But the last time was Golden Eagle Day, where no leaders won. And after it actually rained during the day that day, and it was very much mid to wide uh, for the last two races. Um, so if it's 
more like the Golden Eagle meeting. That'll just make it even harder for profit here. But as I've said, even even if the track is fast, I, I just don't think he settles. Even though leaders have a good recent record in the race, um, I think he just goes too keen. He runs slow weight sectionals and he'll be vulnerable. Um, and I, I can't see the heavy 10 doing him any favour. So uh, around him, uh, stay inside. Uh, four moves ahead are my top picks, but I think they're now about the right price. Um, they do map well, I, I must say. Uh, I'm going to chase my money on ingratiating. Absolutely no idea if it will handle heavy 10, but this is just absolutely set to go. We talked about it in the review show the other day. Um, blinkers off last that day, seven day backup, which is a tick on the heavy track, but Blinkers back on now. D. Oliver on. Uh, second in that very strong blue diamond, and you can get $18. So I'll, I'll be making him the main play, but yeah, anything could happen on the, on the heavy 10. The, the others out of the blue diamond, Artorias and Animo, I, I, I went looking forward, tried to get him in, but I just think they map terribly. I think they're going to be just too far back. But so using, sticking with the blue diamond form, I'll back ingratiating. That said, I do have stay inside four moves ahead, the top picks. Um, yeah, and against Profiteer. That's about, that's about my story. Okay, beautiful. Race eight, the Galaxy Group One once more, 1,100 metres. Talia is favourite over Hortbury on her. And I'm sure I'm still butchering that pronunciation. <laughs> Apologise. Uh, Eduardo's third line of betting, Jungle Edge, the swimmer, and Wild Ruler round out the top five. We do have a question from Cozzy. Mark Sheen, do you have any thoughts on Dirty Work being a wet tracker? What's your thoughts on that, Galloper? Um, I think I would prefer him on, on a drier surface than this. He did trial okay in the heavy the other day, but um, I think in the past he's probably been uh, a little bit better on top of the ground. Um, he's drawn barrier number one. That might be the place to be. It might not be the place yeah. to be by race eight. So he'll probably just have to assess it. But personally, I'd prefer him on a little bit drier. Okay. What are your thoughts on the Galaxy? Um, well, I found Tellur. I was hoping for a little bit better price. But, um, look, she didn't, uh, didn't have the flashing light on with that win the other day. But she was forced to lead there. And she will get a sit here. She's a very likely frame mare. Uh, should get through the ground well. We've seen that in the past. Two out of two at Rose Hill. Two wins on heavy tracks have been outstanding. And with no weight on her back, I think she's hard to beat. I think Splintex is worth a speck here. Got into an awful spot in the early part of that race the other day behind Eduardo. Good wet tracker. Two wins on the heavy. I think uh, at the price, he's worth a speck. Hortbury on her is ready to go, absolutely flying. But there's a lot of speed drawn inside her. I'm not sure where she's going to end up in the run. But uh, her trials have been outstanding. But Tallow for me. Yeah, it might be worth just monitoring where the best part of the track is for uh, Hortbury on yep. her. Uh, Mark Roden, thoughts on the Galaxy? Yeah, I'm with Hortbury on her. I thought I was hoping I'll just run along enough that the, the field breaks up a bit and she does get in somewhere. Um, because if you um, if you ignore that little negative, I think it's, she set up beautifully. Her last run before a break was outstanding on the ground, and her trials have been really impressive. I think a fast run on 1100 first up is right up her street. Um, looks to be the stable elect with Jay McDonald on. Um, and I think 550 is a great price. I'll be with her. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't wrapped with Taylor last time. There may have been excuses, but um, I think maybe she's got 51 kilos, but I yeah, I, 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 don't, I couldn't get her as short as the market. I'm going to have, I'm a bit like Song. I, I would just say taken with Dirty Works running the Oakley plate that 20 to 1, I've got to have something on him, but Similar to Jen Song, he just may not handle it. He, he may have none, but um, again, at those uh, sort of odds, you don't have to have too much on. No love for Eduardo? Uh, but look, no, I spoke about him. I mean, mm. that's the bit, you know, 
by the country mile the best rating in the yep. race um, last start, but it, it's just a wild outlier for him. Yeah. Absolutely, it's lengths better than anything else he's ever done. And you know, I was taught by my old boss Mark Reed to lay him off peaks, and if this isn't off a peak, I don't know what is. So I've got to, <laughs> got to assume it's a chance of knocking him out. You know. And fifty-eight in a handicap too. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, he likes the wet, but yeah, they don't win this race often with the top weight. Okay, the opponent, Group Three, to finish off the card, nineteen hundred. She's ideal, three sixty. Then you're out to uh, Polly Gray, Welsh legend. Bless its cotton socks from last time, uh, mm. and then upwards the rest. Attention run, Outback Diva, Lelude, are the next in line. Mark Shen, anything in the get out? No, look, I think she's ideal to win, but five to two, I couldn't take. She's just, you know, she's. Gets back, drawn wide. Uh, this is a messy race for me. I hope I'm not losing coming to it. I'll probably back about eight and, <laughs> and miss the winner. Uh, seven for the record, but no bet. Okay, Mark Roden, for yourself. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. If I, was, if I was lucky enough to be at Rose Hill tomorrow, I think I'd be heading for the car park and trying to beat the traffic because it's a, a mess. Um, she's idea. I was on her last time. I know Mark was too. I mean, but she'll be back. She'll be 100 yards off the lead again, I imagine, from Gary 15. Uh, if I had to, if you held a gun to my head, I mean, I'll probably have something on this thing 11, will I, Tito, if it's 33 to 1, because it's seven day back up, heavy track form. Assume they roll forward from that barrier, so it should be in the firing line, which she might be first beaten, she might be able to class for this, but just the, the quick back up and the heavy form is a, a little ticks at that sort of price range. And attention runs, loves the wet, and has one off similar breaks. Uh, to this in this distance range as well. Um, she's ten dollars, which is probably the sort of the minimum price you'd want to back a horse like her in a race like this. But there's a couple of little ticks for her. But um, yep, uh, not overly keen at all. Okay. Just before we jump into the best for the day, we had a question from Sam Griffin. Do you ever have a day where you just lay instead of backing? Uh, Mornington's a bit of a specialist track, so form can be irrelevant. Same with Eagle Farm. Rose Hill could be anything tomorrow. Mark Shan, I'll get your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually, well, I was thinking of playing that way tomorrow. Um, it looks a tricky day, so, yeah, I was thinking of maybe going down the lay trail most of the day, to tell you the truth. Yep. Mark Roden, you'd have some thoughts on that, no doubt? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't ever just exclusively lay on a program, but it's certainly got to be part of your, your punting arsenal, and maybe there are days when you do lay more than you bet. Um, I mean, just thinking again about the slipper rather than trying to guess what the winner is and you know I'm so strongly against profiteer maybe that should just be the the way I construct my uh, my book on the race but um, yeah no, never exclusively but yeah okay alright uh, best value if you have any lay bets throw them out as well Mark Sheen I'll start with you uh, well I'm going to lay written beauty so that it's immoral um, <laughs> I don't think it's a day for good things to tell you the yeah. truth um, uh, as I said I, I'm going to get to do data uh, shout out in race two. If he if he doesn't win there in the slot uh, or run a decent race, um, I need to go in for counselling. Okay, <laughs> I think that's fair enough. Mark Roden for yourself. Uh, I'll make my best uh, on her in race eight, and my value race three number fourteen. I am eloquent. Right, beautiful. Hopefully we're here on Monday talking about the meeting. Uh, assuming it goes ahead, I'm sure it will. Um, Otherwise, we'll postpone. We'll do it later. But, uh, guys, if it does go ahead, all the best. Go well. Yeah, boys.